Faith is always necessary to receive the grace of God. The promise of God will come to naught if we lack faith. Today's readings present lack of faith as opposed to the evidence of strong faith. In the first reading from the book of Numbers, we hear that the people of God in the desert of Paran revolted against the Lord, even to the point of selecting their own leaders as opposed to the leaders that God had given them to oppose the journey to the promised land. God set leaders for them who would lead them to the promised land. They are choosing for them leaders who will return them to Egypt. And therefore, God had to treat them like Egyptians. And remember, during the final plague, the firstborn sons of the Egyptians were all struck dead. That meant that those firstborn sons who are symbol of inheritance, who had the right to inherit, was not evident among the Egyptians, and therefore they had no inheritance in the Lord. And so if God's people want to behave like the Egyptians, then they will not have inheritance in the Lord. And that is the reason why they had wonder 40 Years in that wilderness so that that generation will pass away. They will not have inheritance in the promised land. And I always say, look at the promised land not as a real estate to be acquired. Look at the promised land as living with God, living in solidarity with God. And the only way to acquire that state of life is trust and loyalty to God. Any attempt to be disloyal brought about disaster. Today, Moses sent people to reconnoiter the land, to scout the land. And the reason was to encourage them. Seeing that the land is real and fertile, they would be encouraged to forge ahead in spite of the difficulties. Because if you foresee the blessings at the end of a journey, you are motivated to go through the journey irrespective of the hardship and difficulties. Unfortunately, when the elders came back, they brought discouraging views about the land. And listen to the things that they said. We went into the land to which you sent us. It does indeed flow with milk and honey, and here is its fruit. They had evidence from the land. However, the people who are living in the land are fierce, and the towns are fortified and very strong. Besides, we saw descendants of the Anakim there. Amalekites live in the region of the Negev, Hittite, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the highlands, and the Canaanized along the sea coast and the banks of the Jordan. You know, a graphic, vivid 
description of the settlement on the land. But there's one thing that is missing. Remember, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca were all buried on the land. They never spoke about the tomb of their ancestors. You know, you that cannot owe a land and you can do so because you can claim ownership of the land because your ancestors are buried there to show you that indeed that is the land promised to Abraham. When people want to generate conspiracy theories, they tell you things that will encourage you to believe what conspiracy they want to put out there. But the real evidence that will set you thinking are always left out. And that is what happens. But besides, the journey is not their journey. It is the Lord's journey. The Lord is leading them. And the Lord during the day led them in the cloud which hovered over the ark. And during the night there was a light that led them, the fire that led them. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, the Lord had said to them, Be calm and still, for the Lord will fight your battle for you. The Lord fought the battle in Egypt. The Lord fought the battle of thirst in the desert. The Lord fought the battle of hunger in the desert. And yet, they still don't have the trust in God. They have no faith in God, that the Lord will really fight for them. And they call themselves, we were like mere grasshoppers before them. How do you call the people of God grasshoppers? And that is what they saw us. They are the people of God. They are not grasshoppers. But this conspiracy brought doom. In spite of the fact that Caleb and Joshua tried to encourage the people, we can do it with the Lord's power, we can do it. They said no, and they perished in the desert. In the gospel, we see the contrast of this. That is the only time in Matthew's gospel that Jesus goes to a pagan territory. Matthew 15 and in the region of Tyre and Sidon, a Canaanite woman of that district comes and calls out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. A Canaanite woman recognizes Jesus as the Messiah. That is what it means when he says son of David. But his own people, most of them, rejected him as the Messiah. But Jesus did not mind him, but he, she did not allow that to deter her. Her perseverance, her humility, her faith won at the end of the day. And why was she there? Her daughter was being tormented by a demon. And you can imagine how a mother feels when the daughter is being tormented, going through sickness going through agony the passion that made her seek Jesus and he had faith in Jesus he calls to Jesus to come and help her and Jesus 
says, it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Even though this woman had already was paying homage to Jesus, holding on to his feet. Why did Jesus call the woman dog? Probably if you and I were in the shoes of this woman, we would have fled in anger and left and we would have lost the blessing. You know, pride becomes a barrier preventing us to receive the grace and the healing of God. Among the Jews, they regarded the Canaanites as filthy, dirty dogs because they were not part of God's covenant. And even among the Greeks themselves, a dog was a symbol of a woman who was audacious, a woman who was not well regarded in the society. And Jesus apparently used these words for the woman. And I believe the reason is that Jesus wanted to test her faith and to induce faith in her. But the woman was not angry. She was not offended. But he said, Sir, but don't forget that if the children refuse to eat the food and throw it to the ground, don't the dogs have the right to take the crumbs under the table that are thrown and dis disregarded? And Jesus says, Oh, woman, great is your faith. You know, Matthew's gospel said, don't throw what is precious to the dogs. The woman proves that she is capable to hold on to what is precious. So Jesus says, let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour of faith, that moment of grace. Dearly beloved, pride lack of faith, disloyalty to God can have a consequential depletion of the grace of God in our lives. God wants to fill us with his grace, but he needs our faith and cooperation. He needs our self-emptying because if we are full of pride, we have no place for the grace of God. This woman shows us the example of humility and faith. Let us open ourselves up to God, irrespective of the difficulties we might encounter, irrespective of the challenges on the journey. The Lord is always in control. And I believe if we avail ourselves to him, if we look up to him, the Lord surely will bring blessing, grace, and honor and glory into our lives.